Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I take it that you were very close to them. Oh, I adore them. They're beautiful, brilliant children. And these two didn't even realize what they were doing. It wasn't like they were human beings. It was like they were an object, you know? This is the plaintiff, Deborah Reichardt. She says she babysat for the defendant's kids, and the woman has no motherly instincts, and her kids are suffering horribly. The woman and her husband split up. She's still owed $680 for babysitting services rendered. And because she can't get the defendant to pay her, she's suing. This is the defendant, Chelsea Radley. She says the woman wants to be paid for two months that she didn't work because she and her husband got divorced. The woman told her ex-husband untrue things about her behind her back. Things became awkward between them, and she doesn't owe this backstabbing woman a dime. She's accused of being a baby about money. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Reichart, you are suing Ms. Radley for two weeks of babysitting, 1126 and 1217, plus late charges. Tell me the history here between the two of you. Well, it's just been, I've hardly really had to deal with her until they got divorced and the restraining order was lifted on her and he moved off to California. But typically- She went back up. She had a restraining order against her? Yeah, she did. But she kept wanting him to lift it so they could co-parent. It was just a volatile, um, domestic violence situation. I, I'm sorry, was that, you were the caretaker of the kids, right? But not yes. in their house. Yes. They would bring the kids to you, you were the daycare. Was it volatile yes. in front of you? Um, no, I did see scratches and marks on him, of course. Like, they would be late, the children would act different. You know, I had a happy, tiny little baby that did nothing but laugh and... Um, enjoy everything, and I always knew when something was up because 
their demeanor was totally off. How many children were there? Two. And how old were they? At that time, I think they were... Um, when you got them, how two, old were they? Oh, I got them at birth, you know, um, after her maternity leave was up. Okay. So, um, like, five or six weeks old for the first one, and maybe a little longer for the second one because she didn't want to go back to work right then. Okay. She wanted to work from home. Okay, so by the time so, that... So how many years were you taking care of the babies? Four. Okay. Just about four. So uh, yeah. I would take it, I take it that you were very close to them. Oh, I adore them. They're beautiful, brilliant children. And these two didn't even realize what they were doing. It wasn't like they were human beings. It was like they were an object, you know, um, that they didn't have feelings. She was, they were always one or the other calling the um, grandma to come get them because they were fighting again. You know, I never backstabbed her. I told her I thought she was back crazy to her face. Oh, okay? wh why does she think you backstabbed her? She, her? she accused you of backstabbing her? Oh, she accuses me of, like, I talked behind her back. To you the husband? Know? This is, yes. I mean, I work for him, too. Um, it was, oh, keep your nose out of it. And then it's, um, do you know what James is doing in regards to the kids, did James pick the kids up? Did James know this? Does James know that? Why did you say this? Why did you say that? You know, and then don't be involved in it. You know, it, it was a big old mess. All and right. I was taking care of my husband at the time. And um, he adored him. I mean, he he was pretty fragile. Couldn't really do a whole lot like he did before. So that's what he did. When she walked in the house or out of the house, irregardless of my feelings for her, and they were negative, I have to tell you, because I've done this for 26-plus years and never had a mother like her. I never have. All right, but here, here's my question, all right? I want to know why she owes you 1126 and 1217. Why those specific okay. dates? It's not like they're two consecutive dates two weeks and you require well, two weeks, weeks notice. That's notice. what I'm used to seeing. I'm seeing this gap of 11:26 and 12:17. Who paid the weeks in between? He did. Okay. The husband. And then he why is she it. responsible for 11:26 and 12:17? She owed me for 11:26. That was just a payment she never made. And then her week of the two week notice. He already paid me his. Why weren't you sending the, the children there, Ms. Radley, in November and end of October? Um, I was in the middle of looking for a new apartment. And with the rent increase that's been going on, it was just really difficult. No, that doesn't make any me. sense to me. That would be when you actually need more childcare because you have to work longer hours or look for an apartment. Why? I, I, I'm trying to figure out why so, the kids weren't there in, in part of October and November. That is my question. So my ex, my ex-husband had already had them. Um, he's been going against our court order from our divorce. <laughs> um, he's not supposed to take them out of state. I've allowed them to because he's a very difficult person to deal with. Um, he had already had the children out there, and when I couldn't find a place, I was like, just go ahead and keep them for another two weeks. And then who was making the payments to the caretaker during that time to the plaintiff? I was making my payments. I'm not sure what they've worked out. Was there something in the temporary order during the divorce that the judge set anything in place about who was going to pay the child care worker? 
um, we were both responsible for our weeks with the children. Okay. All right. So was uh, the week of eleven twenty six your week? Yes, I believe the following week is when she would have worked for them. But yes, I don't understand. Eleven twenty six was what? So we pay for the prior week. That oh she yeah, yeah. Worked. So eleven twenty, the eleven twenty six payment would be for the week of eleven twenty nine, Ms. Reichardt. Yes. Okay. So the week of the twenty ninth would be your week, and that would be something you're supposed to pay. Why didn't you pay Correct. on the twenty sixth? Um, well, I had made a comment to her right before I was about to make my payment. Um, she's given me some feedback. If I'm 10 minutes late, I've gotten text messages seven minutes late saying that if I wasn't there, I was going to be overcharged. Overcharged? Um, you have a contract that says if you're, if you're 10 seconds late, you owe me $15. That's what your contract says. I didn't sign your contract. You did. So you're supposed Correct. to get charged $15 every single time you're late. And I see... Tons of texts where you say, I'm running late. 15 minutes. Uh, there's too much traffic. Uh, but yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. Oh, it's five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, uh, you know. But you're not supposed to be late, and there's supposed to be a $15 fee, right? It's not like a surprise. So it's not Correct. like she's being evil. That's the contract. Don't sign that contract if you don't like it, or have a grace period if you don't like it. Correct. So I had made a comment that I didn't want to hear it anymore. Seven minutes late. That's not the 15. So I said that I didn't want to hear it anymore. Well, what does the contract say? There will be a $15 fee for the first 15 minutes late from the agreed upon time of care and $15 for each 15 minutes thereafter. So no, you're wrong. It, as soon as you're late, it's $15. Not it's $15 after 15 minutes. As soon as you're late, it's $15 because the incentive, that's supposed to be the incentive for you not to be late, to leave earlier and et cetera, et cetera. I mean... Uh, in any event, did you ever actually charge her the $15? Um, I sent him notice starting in um, around June 4th because that's when I really had to deal with her a little bit more that if you're going to be late, I'm going to go back to my original contract because I gave him a break. Okay, that's so my when... question now to you is at any point in time before everything hit the fan between you two, did you ever say, was she ever late? According oh, to yes. you, she was late eight times after you said, I'm going back to my original contract. Oh, more than that. More I than that. So now my times. question to you is, on any of those times, did you actually say, pay me the $15? Or did that come up no. for the first time after everybody got mad? All right. Now, what was your complaint about, you felt that she was getting involved in the middle of your divorce. Tell me why you felt that. I mean, I don't have an exact example it was just information about my life personally. Meaning that like really what? Give me any children. example. Give me one example. Anything. When I would leave for work, when I would leave to get into work, anything like that. Right. I so mean, it's, did know. you drop off the kids? And what time did you drop off the kids? No, it's when I would arrive to work, when I would leave from work. Well, she wouldn't know when you arrive to work and leave from work. She can't give him that answer. The only thing she could say is... I work with people that she knows. Oh. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You send a text to her that says, oh, Debbie, you don't deserve respect from me. You watch my kids, I pay you. Text clearer because it's not even English what you're saying to me. And no, I haven't had a month off you hag. Was that your text to her? Yes. I mean, what do you think was going to happen when you tell the person taking care of your children who, that when you call her a hag? This was after she told me to shut the F up. Well, do you have her text to you so I can see them in context here? Um, yes, I believe I sent that in. Okay, so hold on one second. Good morning. Just reminding you about paying me. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. This is a Friday after Thanksgiving. You answer, you will get paid when I'm not busy. The kids have not been there in a month. You are getting paid to do nothing. I do not ever want to hear anything if I am 15 minutes late ever again. OMFG, shut the F up. Noted. I am not putting up with your whacked out attitude. If in the future I am not paid Friday a.m., don't bring the kids that week. Don't ever talk to me like that again, and I mean it. Oh, Debbie, you don't deserve respect from me. You watch my kids, I pay you. Text clearer, because it's not even English what you're texting to me, and I haven't had a month off, you hag. Okay, I I can pretty much tell that things are not going to go well after this. Can you? Don't come back, you ugly You got it. Wow, how did everything go so poorly, so quickly? So now it's... Because she wanted me to quit. And you did, though, didn't you? No, I gave her notice. I gave him notice. How did you give... I'm sorry, when you said don't come back, how is that notice? She never really dropped them off That's not the the point. You need to understand, Ms. Reichardt. She goaded you, and you fell for it, right? I mean, you you see it now. Upon reflection, you're looking back and saying, because she wanted me to quit. So when I read this... With good reason, it sounds like you quit, which more power to you. You shouldn't have to put up with that. But there are consequences to doing it this way instead of the other way. If but what We've done this before. It's not a normal, like, back and forth. It's not an abnormal back and forth because back in um, July, I was supposed to stop watching them at her request. Okay. And here in October, I'm still doing it. She gave me notice when in I gave July a month and blew and it I off. Don't notice. come These back, you ugly is you quitting. I'm reading that as you quitting. And I think you realize oh, okay. that. that. You realize that. So, if she is told that, and then you didn't watch the kids, why would she owe you 11.26? And certainly, why would she owe you 12.17? Which is so much later after you quit on her. Because 11.26 was the payment I was um, asking for. Right, and on 11-26, it is the payment for the next week. It's for 11-29 week. And you say, three days before 11-29, you say, don't come back, you ugly You're telling her not to come back. I mean, look, if you want to just say whatever you want to say, then you say it. It's fine, man. You know what I mean? If that's the kind of relationship the two of you have, that's great, but there are consequences to that. You know what I'm saying? There are consequences to that. Now, why shouldn't I charge you the late charges, Ms. Radley? Uh, Give me your answer on the late charges, because I counted like six or seven of them myself without even trying to. They just kept popping up. 
all the time that you were like inconsiderate of her time. So as you were scrolling through those text messages, a lot of times it would say, you know, I'll, I'll be there by 4.15, 4.20. My time to pick them up was 4.30. There would be times where my boss would allow me to leave work early and I would text her that I'm gonna come pick up the kids early. What time was pickup time, Ms. Reichart? 4.30. Well, can you provide me with evidence that she wasn't on time, that she was after 4.30? Well, those those are the times I'm I'm giving you. Right. When so she what dates? Give me the dates of each time she was go, late and the I ran over. Listen to me. Give me the dates that you say okay. she was late. When did you and your Wednesday, husband separate, Ms. Bradley? Um, we separated October 9th of 2020 and were divorced January 2021. Friday, June 18th, 4.30, 10 minutes behind. I stopped to get them snow cones. And so that should have been a $30 one, not a 15 What do I do with the Everyone fact that you never them. actually collected it ever? And um, You know what, Judge Mileon? Million. All I'm doing is, is that it's just, Million, I'm sorry. That's right. Um, all I'm doing this for is, is because, number one, you know, how many people watch your show, okay? And if I lose and I don't get paid what I'm owed, all right, because when um, I let them not go, they didn't have to pay me. Here's the um, problem. Here's the problem. But I need you to understand that there's a legal premise. When you right, routinely I understand. don't I get it. charge something, there is a legal premise called waiver. If you act as though you're not enforcing it, and then they act as though you're not enforcing it, and then you again act as though you're not enforcing it, and then they act as though they're not, and then you again act that they're not enforcing it, because you have never once billed for the $15, she can rely on a legal premise called waiver and say, hey, nobody was abiding by that. Nobody was, and she wasn't enforcing that. And now she's trying to enforce it even though she has legally waived it. Do you get that? That's where the problem lies. Yes, I do. Right. All right. I'm uh, Ms. Reichardt. I know that you're very angry at her, and I know that you feel she's, that she's a terrible mom, and I know more than anything else that you love those boys and that you miss them. I know that because I heard the pain in your voice when you were talking, and I know that they have to love you as well, and that the children have to miss you tremendously. I know you loved those children, um, but this happens. Uh, they're her children. They're not yours. They're uh, his children and her children. He's moved and she's around and and she's and and it, it, that's it. So my only job is to figure out if there's anything about the contract that she's violated based on the text that I have read through. That's you telling her don't don't show your face around here again, don't come. And that's you quitting. That's not her quitting. If she doesn't quit, she doesn't owe you the two weeks. So I'm finding in her favor. And uh, unfortunately, I find in her favor as well on the late fees because of the legal concept of waiver. I have no choice. My hands are tied. This is how I have to rule. Good luck to both of you. So the plaintiff prevails, or rather fails to prevail in this case. She does not get $680 from the defendant. Uh, the defendant, Ms. Radley, is in effect off the hook. Uh, let's talk to her. Ms. Radley... How do you feel about the outcome of the case? What do you think? Um, I saw it coming. I just, the contract is what the contract is, and she quit, so. All right. Ms. Reichardt, you heard what the judge said. How okay. do you feel about this? 
Judge Mileon gave me the opportunity to let everybody out there know that there's something up with her. Maybe somebody will keep a better eye on her. You know, it was worth losing it to be able to get that out. She, she just doesn't know what she's doing with the kids. She could care less. All right, Harvey, that's, uh, that's quite a case. What are your thoughts? So, Doug, the judge mentioned that the late fee provision was waived. What that means is this. You may have a clause in a contract that entitles you to certain money, but if that contract rolls along week after week, month after month, even year after year, and you would be entitled to that money based on the contract, but you never exercise the option at a point by sitting on your hands, you forfeit the ability to get that money. I know you guys have heard thousands of cases. Do you automatically know or remember what laws apply before you review each case? Or do you have to go back and check what's up with each case? Or does it come down to common sense? The best judges, certainly, and the best lawyers are constantly keeping up on changes in the law. Right. Because the law is dynamic. It's not static. It's always changing, right? Right. And... There are services that will send you advanced uh, indications or copies of new opinions that are coming out quickly. You can get them online as they come out. And certainly uh, uh, lawyers who specialize in a particular area are on top of that stuff right. all the we time. We were criminal lawyers. We right. would read those advanced sheets of every opinion. Right given at all on any criminal case, right. uh, whether our case involved it or not, because you had to be on top of this. You had to always read them, and so you stay on top of it. But the bottom line is that, yes, you always review the law because you don't know if there have been changes until you check if there have been changes. Right. So you always end up reviewing the law. Absolutely. And if you're like me and you're not sure, you call your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I need your help with something. I've done that with you, too. You have. This is the plaintiff, Brittany Horning. She says she hired the defendant, a contractor, to install a new dishwasher she purchased. And when she went to turn it on, it was leaking like a sieve. She had to call the water department to shut the water off. It leaked for hours before it could be repaired. Now she's suing this fly-by-night guy for the $833 she's now owed. This is the defendant, Gerald Jackson. He says the woman's problem was in the basement with a leaky water valve she had. The plaintiff knew the old water valve leaked, but she said it was fine because it was just a slow drip. Obviously, that must have changed. He's not responsible for her leaky water valve that failed, and he owes her nothing. He's accused of having water, water everywhere. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to install a new dishwasher and says that the dishwasher caused a huge flood on Thanksgiving Day, no less. But the defendant says the problem the plaintiff had wasn't with his dishwasher installation. It was due to a leaky valve in her basement. It's the case of my dishwasher's a turkey. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Horning, you wanted to upgrade your kitchen, put in a dishwasher, and you hired the defendant. Tell me how it goes. Yeah, so um, I posted online that I was looking for a contractor to install a dishwasher, but also rebuild my cabinets around it because it would be a new build completely. Um, 
Gerald reached out to me and said that he would give a free estimate. He was a licensed contractor and that he owned his own business. Um, so he came out that weekend and looked at my kitchen and said, hey, go ahead and order the dishwasher you're looking at and get back to me when it comes in. So in November of 2021, um, I contacted him back and said, hey, my dishwasher's come in. Can you come give me an estimate on how much it would cost to put this in? He came out, it was around $600 that he estimated it to be to for install the labor. dishwasher. For the labor and materials, um, he did some like work saying he could match the countertops if I sent him pictures, um, put it into this area, do the plumbing, do the electrical to make it all fit in. I said that sounded great. He went to go look for countertops. Um, that when you say we, labor and materials... Mm -hmm. What materials? Because I know that you paid four hundred thirty-two fifty-one for materials willingly. So I'm trying to understand what materials did the six hundred include? In your complaint, you say that you paid him a thousand fifty fifty-one, four hundred thirty-two yes. fifty-one materials, and six hundred seventeen for labor. Did you in fact pay okay. him one thousand fifty fifty-one? Yes. Why? Uh, because when he was done with the work and he showed me all of the different materials that he added it up to be. Okay, so then, then 600 yeah. wasn't for labor and materials. Materials were separate. And apparently you acknowledge that because you say you willingly paid him 400 and something extra dollars for materials. So the job gets done and is it working mm -hmm. or is it not working? It's not. It's what? not working. Not working. Um, no. So the first day he comes out to actually do the job, there was a leak in the basement, which he told me about once I got home and said, hey, uh, your shutoff valve is leaking. I was like, okay, good to know. He's like that. I can come out and fix tomorrow or if you need me to fix it, let me know. So um, went to go turn on the dishwasher after he left and he said that it could be that you have to unplug it, plug it back in because the electrical outlet is under the sink and that if any kind of water drips down, it might have a power surge. And that's what the surge outlet's for. You might have to push a button sort of thing. So I went to go try to start it. There was no power supply. So I went downstairs and I looked at that leak um, and it was much worse than I thought. I'm, sorry, I'm not understanding. So on that day when he left, mm -hmm. did he think it was working and did you think it was working? Yes. Because yes, in your presence, he tested it and it was working. No, he did not. Well, why didn't you have him test it before he left so you could see it was working? Honestly, I don't know why. Okay, no worries. All right, so now, now yeah. you, you, you load the dish. It's not working. There's no power. Do you call him and tell him, hey, what, what's up? Yeah, I texted him once I saw the leak first um, and said, hey, can you come out and fix this? And can you show us how to turn it on? Maybe I just don't know how to run it. I've never had a dishwasher. Um, also, we have to push a button, so maybe that's it. Um, he's like, yeah, that's fine. I can come out the next day and fix your leak, which I was fine with. Um, and he and you actually paid him to... 130 He quoted you $130 to mm -hmm. fix a leak, which included like an $80 part or something and because uh, yes. you needed a new valve. And you were fine with that, and you paid him the $130, correct? Yes. All right, mm -hmm. and then, then what happens? Um, he goes there, and he fixes a leak, and now the dishwasher's working, right? What was the no. trick? Um so he actually came back a third day. So he fixed the leak. That took one whole day. Okay. Um, and then he came back the third day and said he wasn't quite sure what it was. So he'd have to take it all out and then reinstall all of it again. Um, by the end of that third day, it was working. Okay. And I was super excited and I was happy with what I'd paid for. Okay. Um, so I did start it that night. 
um, about an hour after he left since it worked. Ran for an hour and a half. I was happy, went to bed happy. The next day was Thanksgiving, so I was super excited to use it. Woke up the next morning about seven o'clock, ready to start Thanksgiving morning, and our whole kitchen was flooded. Your whole kitchen uh, was flooded. How many inches of water? Um, it was just standing water, but you could feel that it had seeped under our tiles. So when you stepped on the kitchen floor, it was squishy. Um, it started that we figured out it was all around the bottom of the dishwasher. Okay, all and the pictures. Are, okay, here's the only picture mm -hmm. I have of the kitchen, and there's yes. like a few rags around where the dishwasher is. But I, I'm, I'm talking. Yes. You're describing a flood in your kitchen. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining inches of water everywhere, but that's not the case. It's water coming out of it the dishwasher. Was, it was leaking so bad that when you walked down the stairs, you could feel it. So when you see the stairway there, yeah, let's look at that. And then that's when we noticed, oh, well, let's go get some towels. And it had leaked all the way down into our basement. What'd you do? Freaked out. <laughs> uh, we grabbed as many towels as we could, tried to stop the leak, tried to see where it was coming from. So I wasn't sure because the dishwasher was working. I wasn't sure maybe like we had never put in a dishwasher. Maybe the pipe couldn't handle that much water. Maybe it was a plumbing issue under the sink. We weren't quite sure where it was coming from. So um, it took probably a good two hours to figure out to how to stop it. Um, so how did you figure 12, out how to stop it? I shut off the valve under the sink that has water. So our whole kitchen would not have water access through that sink. Oh, okay. So you yeah. had no water for Thanksgiving? Um, not for that whole weekend. Because you can't get anybody to come out during Thanksgiving weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, did you yes. call him or you, you were done with him and you didn't want to call him anymore? I, we were done. Okay. Uh, so eventually done. a plumber yeah. does come on Monday or whenever, you know, after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And that plumber mm -hmm. tells you what? That the person that installed it did not install it properly. They pulled the whole thing out and said it was not connected. Uh, the drain wasn't connected. The plumbing wasn't connected. It wasn't up to code. Did they tell you that that issue had anything to do with the leak? Yes. Okay, water line missing mm -hmm. gasket where it attaches yes. to dishwasher. Drain lines yes. improperly installed. Missing extension piece to connect a tubular drain. Inlet power not ran with insulated protector into junction box. And they charge you $87. God bless them. Yes. Right. All right, uh, so yeah, let me hear they, from you, Mr. Jackson. According to this other plumbing company, not your best work, what say you to this? I, I don't know what to say to that because when we installed the dishwasher, day one, we did all of the electrical and the plumbing we had to bring it to code. Um, we noticed that Ms. Harding had a electrical problem in her kitchen and we had to figure that problem out, which wasn't part of the original job. And once we got that all figured out, I informed her that we got the electrical back on, her refrigerator was working, and that I needed to go get the parts for plumbing because the dishwasher did not come with what you would expect the kit. to come right. It didn't come with any. It, okay, it and that's one of the things, itself. Ms. Horning, that you're suing for is, well, he made me pay for a kit and the dishwasher came with a kit. What proof do you have the dishwasher came with a kit? When I purchased it, it asked me to add on a kit. So when it came, he came that first Show me day your kit. Even... You, that means you have an extra kit somewhere. Show it to me. I don't have well, one. Well, then you take that up with the company that charged you for a kit and didn't bring one. Right. Okay. 
because if you don't have another one, that's why the guy had to go buy a kit. Now you're also suing for an outlet power box and cover plate. Was there an outlet that you installed? And if so, where was it, Mr. Jackson? Yes. So there was a power box that was there and it was corroded and metal. We took it out and I put a, a uh, blue plastic box in that is what they sell now for code. And I had to go get a new outlet that had a GCI protector on it. And that's what we installed. Where did you install that physically? Where in her kitchen? It's under the sink. Okay, so Basically she is showing me a picture of the thing under the sink and it doesn't have a GFI outlet and she's complaining about that. It's built into it, so if it gets wet, it just shuts off. Okay, so, so the, fact, the, off. the fact that she's showing me this, is this the blue box and the new whatever? Yes, that is the new one. Okay, um, so it's built into it, so uh, I am not going to see it looking like this one that has buttons you push. Why not? That's usually what right. I see when it's GFI protected. Well, there are different kinds, and if you get the one with the actual button in it, it's a lot higher than the other one that I put in, and I was trying to save the customer money because we were out of pocket. Okay, I'm going to need to see. The, I, the only estimate. thing I saw was a receipt you gave her with all these prices. Do you have the receipts from actually purchasing this? I don't with me. Well, where do you have them? You're being sued on national so television. Where are they? Most of my stuff is in a storage unit, and I don't know exactly where they were, so I don't have them. It's in the storage unit would imply that you're, in fact, saving them, right? Yes. What? Okay, who are you saving them for if not me? The judge on your nationally syndicated trial where all of America is going to watch you. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't worth going to the storage room? Uh, I did try to go and find them, but I wasn't able to locate them. So. Okay. Well, tell me who makes this brand, because I, I, I've never, and it could just be me, I've never seen a GFI outlet without the button. I'm going to need you to prove to me that that exists and that you're not just snowing me on this. I, Did that end up I getting asked, changed by the I other company? The, no, they actually fixed all the wiring that goes behind the wall there so that it's wired into the dishwasher and I don't have to um, always push a button to turn it on. All right, so the plumber, the new plumber comes out Time one and time two, and that costs you $194 to fix yes. that. All right. So you're suing for 833 and I'm trying to understand why. The dishwasher kit we've gone over. Uh, mm -hmm. The outlet power box, if you're, if you're given the 194 then that takes care of any problem with that. So you've added in $500 for mental anguish. Um, yeah. Because what? <laughs> well, because we had a whole sink a full of dishes after Thanksgiving. It he was here more than a week to try to fix multiple problems. Didn't he occurred. also fix problems that had nothing to do with him, like trying to fix your electrical problem in order to be able to get you a dishwasher? And he's wasted the entire day there. And I don't know. Oh, that did not take a whole day. That was that last third day. But um, I just felt like after a week's worth of work that he's done it shouldn't have ended with a flooding that we had water in our basement for the whole weekend. We had to wait to get it fixed. It was Okay, just but you're not suing for anything. That, that's the mental anguish, I guess, but there's no yeah. damage to your home as a result of it. You did have to be without water for the weekend, and I understand that. If I order him to pay you the 194 then you're in exactly the position that you were in when you were happy, minus 
having had inconvenience mm -hmm. uh, uh, during Thanksgiving, which I can't put a value on that, you know? Yeah. Um, because you can, you know, for your whole life, you've washed your own dishes. It's not like, you know. Yeah, so if, you, if, you're, if your tiles were damaged, if there was something, you have proof of that, if there was something, mm -hmm. you know, that'd be different. But I'm going to order him to refund you $194 to cover the two plumbing trips that took care of your business in order to get okay. things right. And that's my verdict. So the judge orders the defendant to pay back the uh, plaintiff $194. Mr. Jackson, you heard the judge. Uh, what's your What's your opinion? I'm not sure what they done and why she didn't call me because all of my labor and stuff was under warranty, and I told her that. So I'm a little confused to what they did, um, but it is what it is. Uh, Ms. Horning, let me ask you, you, you wanted a lot more money than $194, but apparently you're back to where you started now at this point. Would that be fairly right? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, my dishwasher works now. I'm happy with it. I just felt like I was scammed in that he didn't do what he said he was going to do. And that's sad that somebody has to scam you like that. All right. Well, good enough. You've, you seem to be happy and that'll wrap it up for this case. Then I hope your dishwasher works fine and you have no more leaks. Okay. Good luck on that. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Harvey? Doug, this raises an interesting issue about when you have to let somebody back into your house to fix something that they did improperly in the first place. If it's kind of a minor thing, um, even if it's substantial, usually judges say you got to give the other person one chance to correct it. If it is really substantial and the person has shown they don't know what they're doing, in a situation like that, the judge could say there's no reason to let them back in because they're never going to be able to do it and the customer has lost faith. And as a result, as in this case, the judge said, look, I'm going to give you the money, you hire somebody else, and you fix the problem. Do you have any advice for someone going into law school during the pandemic? I'm a black femme going into school as a first-generation college student. I watch your show every day. Oh, God bless her. Uh, we actually have a daughter who right. spent two out of the three years of law school remote. Right. Um, and it's very hard because law school is a place where a lot of the learning is that you're in a room with a lot of minds debating, debating, arguing, arguing, right? and kind of gelling your thought process as a lawyer, and you miss that online. Right. Um, Plus the clinical aspects of law school where right. you're actually out and you're, you're either in a clinic practicing law effectively or, or getting your moments in the courtroom and arguing cases and the moot court component, which is where the lawyers take made-up cases and they take positions and argue them and brief them. Right. Those kind of things are... You just Lucky can't for do our daughter, the, she, she is doing her clinical now and she's able to do it because right. the D.C. courts are open. So I, my answer to this person is hopefully things are looking up and right. it's not going to get worse and everything will be great. So you, you, you won't be going to law school during a pandemic. Right. Um, but... My advice to her, which I gave to my daughter, is you have to be extra, extra outgoing in terms of bonding with other people, in terms of study groups. Right. You have to make your own places where your mind is being exercised that way. So you may not have it in a 150-person room, but you at least have it, have it in your own individual study group where you're debating and you have to, be, you have to really pipe up uh, remote 
on your class where everyone is like basically lying down in their bed and you know um, turning off their their uh, their picture. Absolutely. Don't do that. You have to participate because that's an enormous part of law school. I agree, and, and honestly, I learned more in law school uh, in the clinical aspect of it, I think, than I did in, in the classroom. And you know, maybe the best thing that ever happened to me was being in a small courtroom in Chelsea, Massachusetts, arguing a position in court as a law student and having the judge literally yelling at me, red-faced, etc., and, you know, kind of a trial by fire thing. It prepared me better for being a lawyer. It prepared me for arguments with my wife. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I actually had my first 12-person jury trial after my last final. Did you really? Yeah. So the two weeks that everybody was partying, I was trying a case for four or five days. That's dedication. That is dedication, but it was kind of fun because all my friends came to the courtroom to watch the entire time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.